Welcome to another powerful message from Victory Sentin. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Pastor Jams, for inviting me to the pulpit to preach the Word of God on behalf of our pastors, our senior pastors. I do so with uh, a sense of gratitude to them. Um, uh, this past week was uh, the Armed Forces Day, and uh, the military people met with the president in Bolokwane, and there was a lot of saluting there from the lower rank of uh, soldier to the captain to the colonel to the general, and they were all saluting up to the commander-in-chief who is the president. So even in the church, when, when a preacher comes to the pulpit, we salute those that God had ordained because they salute the commander-in-chief who is in heaven. And so we want to acknowledge Pastor Lindsay and Pastor Michelle for being faithful pastors and allowing us to be able to share the word of God. The topic is using God's ordained relationships and institutions to impact the world with the love and power of God. The God we serve is a God of love. He is love. He works through relationships of love, different kinds of them. But he also works through empowering people by giving them authority to be able to work in several institutions that he has, he has ordained. So in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, Paul speaks to Timothy and he says from verse 14, But as for you, continue with what you have learned and have become convinced of. Because you have known uh, those from whom you have learned. And how you, from infancy, you have known the holy scriptures. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed. And is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every work. So church, imagine this is 2020. Imagine it is year 2045 in Victory Boxburg. There are new young adults, and many of them were born in 2020. The church is full of thoroughly equipped, spirit-filled Christians in a big auditorium with underground parking. Several families serve God in the ministry. The government has a born-again Christian president leading it. State-owned enterprises, and the whole of government is led by competent ethical leaders and managers, executive leaders, 
including ESCOM. And there's no load shedding. The land is justly distributed. The economy has grown. And South Africa has moved from being number two as a diplomatic capital of the world, which it is now, to being number one, where we have friends in all countries. We send missionaries to every country, all nations, all regions of the world, and we are impacting the world with the love and power of God. Now, I just asked you to imagine, right? Now, Pastor Lindsay earlier said, there's something about this God that we serve. He's a God who is able to exceedingly above everything we ask or imagine do even more. Ephesians 3 verse 20 uh, to 21, it says, Now to him who is able to immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work with us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations for, ev for even ever and ever. Amen. So all that we needed to do is to imagine. The next thing we can do further is to ask. But he is able to better that picture I was trying to get you to imagine. And so it is important that as we are getting into this year, we have to give into the ministry, we have to expand, we have to improve the infrastructure, we have to do this and that and that to understand that this God is able, is able, he is able. Paul in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 to 18 says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through, the, uh, through his spirit in the inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you may be rooted and established in love. You may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp. You need power to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ and to know that this love surpasses knowledge, surpasses intellect, surpasses ideological inclination, surpasses all manner of knowing. That you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. If there's something that God has given uh, to us, is that we should be able to understand his love. And uh, you know, in the Christian faith, we teach about faith, we teach about anointing, we teach about many things, and these things are measurable. There's small faith, there's big faith, there's little faith, but when it comes to love, the Bible teaches that God gives in a manner that is the measure of his own full, fullness as God. Yeah. 
Now, how full is God? How full is his measure? It's big. It's huge. We need the power of God to grasp it, to understand it, to believe it. It is not something that we can naturally be able to grasp on our own. We need to be empowered to understand. And so I would like to encourage us and remind us of the relationship that God would want to have with individuals so that as we impact these individuals with the love and the power of God, we do so uh, 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 with grounded on his word and understanding of who he is. In the, first, in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, we read about God, that God is a God of love and needs to be known. It says, whoever does not love does no, not know God, because God is love. Further on, as we read in John 17, verse 3, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom who you have sent. So not only is God love, but God needs to be known as a true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. This is what Jesus Christ said when he was praying for the church. That uh, he is praying that, uh, that uh, those that God had called him to to minister to, may know God as a true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. And in that way, we will have eternal life. In that way, we will know God. We know the famous scripture, John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 that says, If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe with our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. For with the heart we believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth we confess. Uh, the, 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 with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. These are basic, basic scriptures that anyone who is a believer understands. But our job is not just for, to understand it for ourselves, but to understand it well, like the evangelism team is doing, so that we can be able to impart it to others, so that they too can come to a relationship with God. Romans 5 verse 5 says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has, given, uh, who has been given to us. So, so not only do we get saved, but God pours his love in our hearts so that we can be able to supernaturally be able to impact this love on others. Both vertically we need to have this love to be able to relate with God and horizontally so that we can be able to worship, I mean, so we can be able to relate with others. And it is enabled by the Spirit of God. 
Romans 8, 11 says that the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God has raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life unto our mortal bodies by the same spirit living in you. So as believers, we relate with the spirit of God. He gives us the love of God. He shares us in our hearts. Uh, the same Holy Spirit is uh, able to live in us, to do work in us, to strengthen us, our mortal, mortal bodies, to give us health, to give us all that we need to overcome fear, to anoint us, to give us the, spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, to give us, to bear the fruit of the Spirit in us. It is this relationship with the Spirit of God that helps us, that anoints us and empowers us to be able to impact the, the world with the love and the power of God. Second Timothy chapter, uh, chapter 1 verse 7 says, He is the God, um, the Holy Spirit. He, he, he has given us a spirit. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid or to be fearful, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So it is in relating with the Holy Spirit as a church that we are able to be empowered to impact the, uh, the, the world with the love and power of God. But as a collective, as a community of believers, there is something very important that we need to do and we have done even, even as we are doing worship this morning. And that is sincere, impactful, corporate worship beyond religious rhetoric. You see, there is something powerful, there's something drastically powerful about worship. When God had took the children of Israel out of Egypt, one of the reasons why he took them out of Egypt, it was so that they can be able to worship him. So God took individuals, took families, changed the national political environment of the children of Israel, changed all of this supernaturally, impacted on the Egyptians through as, uh, miracles and all manner of uh, disasters, just so that they can be able to worship him. So you want to live a life of victory? You want to be successful in everything you do? As a church, we need to be able to be worshipers of God. We do so sincerely. We do so with pure hearts. We do so with truth. We do so with spirit and with truth. John chapter 4 verse 24, Jesus when he was speaking to the Samaritan woman, he says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We thank God that in our country, the right to worship is guaranteed even for us. There are countries where Christians are not free like us to be able to worship. And so like, unlike those, we are at 
a better place. We are privileged. We are even, we are even protected by law to worship God. In a country where things have not gone very right, where there is abuse and children are in difficulties, where the economy is not doing well, where there are all sorts of problems in our nation, through worshiping God, through worshiping God, he will do exactly and even more what, for what he had done for the children of Israel. There is benefit for us as a body of Christ and for the nation when we worship God in spirit, in truth. Not like what God had said in Isaiah 29 verse 13 where the, where the Lord says, these people have come to me with their lips but their hearts are far from him, from me. They worship me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules as they have been taught. We do know in our country we have had the blessing of having missionaries coming to preach the gospel to us. And we thank God for missionaries. We thank God for teaching us we thank God for bringing the word. But as Bible-believing, born-again, spirit-filled Christians, we owe it to ourselves, we owe it to our nation that we should be able to bring them to the presence of God, the transforming presence of God, that when people who are truly born-again who are truly filled with the Spirit of God, that they, not, they, they don't only benefit from just religious knowledge, but that they are brought into God's transforming relationship that is so real even when they worship God. There is another relationship, an instrument that uh, we need to be cognizant of, to be able to impact the world with the love and the power of God, and that is family. In the book of Malachi, chapter 4, verse 6, there is a promise there that he will turn the hearts of the parents or of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents or to their fathers. And he says there, or else I will come and strike the land. Nations that are successful... Nations that have done very well are those nations that have taken care of their children. Where there is no adverse events in the children. Where there is no experiences of uh, poverty, neglect, alcohol abuse and drugs and homelessness and family violence. We owe it to the nation to produce Christian families where children will grow in security and in love, where they will not be abused, where they will not be exposed to alcohol abuse and drug in their homes, where there will not be violence.
And as a Christian community, we can not only be able to bring people to the Lord, but teach them and disciple them to live as Christian families so that that which the Lord has promised in Micah 4 verse 6, Malachi 4 verse 6 is true. That the hearts of the parents should be turned to the children and back to the children to their parents so that there is a relationship of love, a relationship of security, a relationship that builds a nation. In Malachi 2 verse 15, again, God talks about the same concept. He has, has not one God made you? You belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? He seeks godly offspring to be on your guard and, and, and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. It is not always, and it has become politically very, a, uh, a sensitive space to speak about purity in marriage among leaders, in politics, in the church, in society, in the church. And I had always grown up thinking that, you know, this is an orderly thing. If you are faithful to your wife, you know, there won't be quarrels. You won't be fight over, fighting over other people's uh, wives. If we are faithful to one another, you know, there won't be disease and all of that. Yes, that is true. But if we read that which God says through John to the church in Thyatira, in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 21, it says, to the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over nation. That one will rule over them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. Just as I have received authority uh, from your father, I will also give that one the morning star. Whoever have ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. In the earlier verses, it had talked about how this church had done so well, served God faithfully, but tolerated a spirit, the spirit of Jezebel, that had, uh, among others, caused God's servants to sin. You see, when there is no purity in marriage, in relationships, there is no authority. And so we want authority over our nation, over other nations. We've got to make sure that we pray for Christian marriages. Do you know a Christian couple in your church? Pray for them. Pray for that marriage. Pray that they may be faithful, not just for social order, but for supernatural spiritual authority. That as a church, we may be a church of authority to be impacting the, the, the world with the love and the power of God. 
There are other relationships that we need to have is that with our children, and I've, we have mentioned it in the book of Malachi. But I would want to urge us, church, this morning, that Isaiah 54 verse 13 is a promise that your children will be taught of the Lord and great will be their peace. You see, if as a congregation we can have every family having this as a motto, as a mantra, as something that we repeatedly, repeatedly believe God for, that if you are in victory, Santon, and you are a child, and you are in that community, that you are taught of the Lord, and great will be your peace. Because when they are taught of the Lord, they are taught of the Lord forever. They, all that they need to do is to be our children. Those of us in this country, those of us who, because of different circumstances, we have family, children, grandchildren in other countries and we are not able to, relieve, to relate with them and to meet with them. Thank God for technology. To be able to have uh, WhatsApp and all of that. But much more is the technology of believing and confessing that they are taught of the Lord and great is their peace. There was in the book of Genesis 25, I won't, I won't read this in the interest of time. This is a story of Rebecca. She's pregnant, she's with twins, and the children are jostling in her, in her tummy, and she doesn't understand. And the Bible records that she goes to inquire of the Lord. And uh, when, when, God, when she inquires of the Lord, uh, the Lord then gives her an answer to say, no, 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 it's not just two babies, it's two nations in you. And uh, the older will serve the younger, and, he, and God gives him her revelation of what is going to be happening in her house. And so, as Victory Santon, we need to understand who are these young girls and boys that we are raising in our homes. We know them as our boys and girls that we love as our children. Let us inquire from the Lord, who are they? Because Rebecca and her family impacted the world by just understanding that mystery, that, that revelation. Who are they? Unfortunately, Rebecca and her husband Isaac did not share that revelation. And so it was not fulfilled in the manner that they should, be, should have been a, a, a fulfilled. And so we need to believe God for Christian couples who will be able to raise children and agree about what is it that the Lord wants with these children and agree and have common discernment like it has happened in many, many uh, testimonies of families in, in, in the word of God. Unlike it has happened in the, in the life of Jesse who could not recognize that little boy called David that he was going to be a king. Unlike uh, it nearly happened in the book, in, in, the, in the life of Zachariah, the father of, uh, of uh, John, uh, 
he nearly missed it. And it was, you know, uh, God had to close his mouth for him to be able to agree with his wife who had met earlier with, uh, I mean, later with uh, Mary and Elizabeth. Uh, and Mary, Elizabeth and Mary had met and the children in both uh, wombs could be able to testify and understand and out of the conversation of these two women uh, was an understanding and agreement of what is going to happen to these children and so we need to be purposeful about raising our children the last relationship is that of government an institution that is ordained by God in the book of Exodus chapter 31 verse 1 to 7, we read about a man called Bazalel. After God had called Moses to Mount Sinai, he gave, them the, he gave him the Ten Commandments, but he gave him even other things, instructions of what needs to be done. And Bazalel was supposed to be there to build the infrastructure to worship God. And Bazazil was said to be a man who was filled with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and all kinds of skills and artistic design to work with gold, with silver, with bronze, to cut stones, to work with wood, to engage in all kinds of crafts. And God said, maybe it's not just enough to just send this uh, Moses. I will make sure that there is this Bazalil that will be able to help him as a leader. But I will also add another one called Oholiab, the son of, ah of Ahasamak, of the tribe of Dan. That he will, as though that was not enough, he made sure that all other skilled workers will be given ability. So they, will be, they were skilled workers, but he gave them additional ability. And so in our government, we need to believe as a church that our government will be led by people skilled by God, anointed by him, and that we will be able to have all manner of knowledge like Bezalel had. If we do all of this, church, we will have impacted the world with the love and with the power of God. We will do so through uh, uh, enabled by his Holy Spirit. We will be able to ensure that there are Christian marriages that honor God with authority as a church will be empowered. That our children will be taught of the Lord and that it will impact the world. That our families uh, will be ordained by God and will have a, a calling that is everlasting. That victory sentence will impact and its impact will be more than we can ever ask or imagine. And that 2045 story is not just an imagination. I want to believe that it is going to happen in our church. That, that 2045 story, uh, it may happen even earlier that uh, God is going to raise this ministry, that God is going to raise families, individuals, leaders, if only, if only we love him, and if only, if only we are driven by love. May God bless us, 
May God encourage us, empower us. May God give us the grace and time to be able to witness all these beautiful things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If it has blessed you, get in contact with us by visiting our website at www.victorycenton.co.za.